Welcome to Swanglinese, the only podcast talking the language of business here in the Middle East. Your hosts, Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Andermo, give you their own insights, as well as interviewing business leaders in the region to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. Barry, Oscar, let's talk Swanglinese. Hello and welcome to another episode of Swanglinese. This week we are very lucky to have a special guest in the studio. Uh, Fiona Swaffield, who is the managing partner of uh, My PA and Siren Events. It's going to be an interesting chat, but I'm actually going to hand it over to Oscar straight away to do a bit more of an introduction. Over to you, Oscar. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, I met Fiona, I think, three, four years ago at an event in Barcelona. We were on the same flight from Dubai, and uh, it was really, we had a fun time in Barcelona, and uh, we were, it was exciting to hear about Fiona's business. So we're going to learn more how she started in Dubai and where she is today. So welcome to the show, Fiona. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. So Siren Events. Um, Siren Events set up, well, started over a cup of coffee in a costa. As they do. As they do. <laughs> exactly. um, so I had a background in events and I'd worked in hotels and I'd worked for um, event design companies and discovered my passion. And the passion is about organizing uh, the event and actually fulfilling our customers' vision of what they want to achieve with their event. Mm. Um, I started off, as I said, over a cup of coffee, a little bit naive about, you know, I was working long hours for somebody else and I thought, oh, I'm fed up with this. Why am I making other people lots of money? I'm going to set up my own company and get a life. Okay, that was the first. <laughs> I think that we can, we can sympathise <laughs> with that because yeah. that's kind of what happened with, yeah. with, with both of us. Yeah. But the, the interest, yeah, exactly. The interesting thing, though, is that lots of people have that idea. Lots of people have that coffee and go, you know what, I'm going to start my own business. But what actually made you or enabled you to do it? So really the next step, like you say, you have an idea and you think, yep, yeah, I've got something that nobody else has. Um, the transition into forming that into a company, for me, um, unlike a lot of people, was actually a relatively simple process. Um, I had a friend who is Emirati. She had a PR agency. And what we did was we actually set up a company together. Oh, so yeah. she ran the PR side of things uh, with a, another partner. And I ran the event division. And Siren Events and Marketing was born. Right. So because of that, it meant that in Dubai, there's, there's so many different ways of setting up a company. And you have onshore, you have offshore, free zone. So I've actually most probably done it very differently to a lot of mm. other entrepreneurs in the fact that I set up an onshore with a, local with a local service agent or service partner. It's very interesting, actually, because yeah. we had uh, our, our friend Abhijit on uh, mm. the previous episode, and that's what it. he does in terms of um, mm. if you'd known him back then, perhaps, it mm. could have been interesting. Because yeah. it is, it's one of those decisions that we don't really know much about, and we kind of go with our gut feeling. I'd say you went uh, yeah, for the different route. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many years ago was this? <laughs> so this was in 2007. 2007. So we're, we're now looking at you know eight years on. And I'm still with the same service partner, despite the model changing. So we sat down and it was also financially easier because you technically had one company that was actually two companies. Yeah. We ran, we had separate bank accounts. We ran them, although we had the same brand name, we ran them as two separate 
companies or divisions under a brand. And we shared the overhead. So for our office, for our trade license, for our insurance, for our driver and all those things that you forget about, mm-hmm. like all the different charges down at the labor court, um, installing a telephone line and suddenly having to buy a computer, having mm. somebody answer your telephone. I didn't really factor, and I think that's where a lot of us go wrong. We have a vision and we say, oh, it's, yeah, I've got this much money and I'm going to invest. But in this market, it's very difficult because until you actually sit down, the setting up of the company, you, don't, you can just spend thousands of dirhams yeah. to get a piece of paper and a stamp. So it's really understanding that investment when you're, when you're a startup. Um, so it was relatively easy for us because we split. Um, but then that came with different challenges because then five years later, um, we've built this brand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, Siren Events is a really strong brand. And my partners are letting me down on the other side. Mm-hmm. They've lost, you know, they wanted to change their lifestyle and what they were doing. So I had to then sort of sit down and think, okay, do I want to continue with this model or we're going to change? And the, we made the decision that actually they would step out. I would take over the brand name completely and the ownership. Now, I still have that service agent, but she has no legal rights. Mm. So it, but it was tough because it was mm. sort of two companies under one, so I'm not necessarily saying that's the mm. best way. Um, but it's one interesting scenario because um, when you think about setting up and we all learn from our mistakes, but is there any way to prepare for that ahead of time? Or is it kind of... you? You just learn as you go. I think you learn as you go. But um, my advice would be when you have that idea and you are thinking about setting up a company, and this region especially is known for startups. I mean, it's, it's got one of the highest percentage of SMEs. Um, and believe it or not, female entrepreneurs. I never knew that. So I found that out yesterday. Um, sit down with friends, colleagues, ask them to, and it, that's why it's good to have um, a networking group or somebody that you can go and really truly say, what are your struggles? Things like this, listen to this podcast, mm. listen to the mistakes, the challenges, the struggles we've had and the successes because there have been <laughs> a lot of successes. It's not all bad. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I would happily sit down with a complete stranger who has an idea and says, I want to set up my own yeah. company and say, okay, let me just explain about some of the hurdles. Um, if you've come from a company where you're working in an environment with a big team and maybe there's a hierarchy of roles, responsibilities and accountability to suddenly being the only person who is accountable, you're the, you're the one who makes the coffee, you're the one who drinks the coffee, you're the one that does the accounts, all of a sudden you may be really great at one skill. So I, you know, I was like, yes, events, no problem. Am I an amazing accountant? Am I a great personal assistant? Um, give me, like we're saying with social media, <laughs> marketing. Yeah. So all, but all of a sudden you're everything. Yeah. And you're in that situation where your main struggles are, first of all, coping with being all roles, wearing multiple hats. Um, maybe you're working on your own. If you're the only person in the company, you know, 
where's the interaction with the outside world? You could lock yourself in your home office and not see daylight. For oh, three definitely, days. and that's something that <laughs> most of the online entrepreneurs can identify <laughs> with. Your only friend is the screen, and uh, <laughs> and they're not very good friends after a while <laughs> from that side of things. But something you touched upon there, which is obviously one of the big issues with with the entrepreneurial space, is uh, this idea of wearing so many hats and there not being enough hours in the mm. day. Um, what did you do to sort of compensate for that in the end? Yeah, so I I found that as we as Siren Events was growing, um, it was it was a silly thing where I suddenly realised I had simple things like payments. You know, this was before my clients discovered wire transfers, mm-hmm. and having to go and pick up payments and take them to the bank. And I just didn't have enough hours in the day. Mm-hmm. You're on site at an event, you're preparing proposals, you're in client meetings. And you know we all know cash is king in any business. Yeah. However big your business mm-hmm. is, cash is king. And I think that is a very big struggle for a lot of startup companies. And if you, you don't have the time to go and get your payments, and then you know, you're, at some point you're gonna come to a grinding halt. Um, and I found I was spending that 80 20 rule 80 percent of my day doing things that whilst were needed for the business weren't generating revenue for the business Mm -hmm. so I found you know and it took me to almost have a complete nervous breakdown with no sleep for four days and stressing to realize that I didn't need to be doing all of this I didn't need to wear all of these hats and then I started looking at, okay, what hats don't I want to wear and what hats do I want to wear? And how can I then give some of this away but still maintain control? Um, So I looked at outsourcing. And what I actually outsourced was my admin. So instead of me producing purchase orders and invoices and driving to collect things or have contracts signed or deposit checks, I found a service called MyPA mm-hmm. where I actually outsourced all of that admin. So I had a virtual PA. I had um, somebody that could answer my telephone because it came with a landline number. And I had a driver service. So all of a sudden, I wouldn't say all of a sudden. Actually, I went in thinking, oh, okay, I just need you to do one, two, three. Yeah. And within a matter of weeks, we were up to task 457. (laughs) And I was quite surprised that once my mind, I I had changed my mindset and thought, I don't need to be doing everything, how easily I started delegating and outsourcing. Because then all of a sudden I thought, well, why don't I have an accountant? Why am I doing the accounts? Um, And why am I trying to do social media? So why am I trying to do my own marketing? So all of a sudden, and then I found that it freed up my work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, you know, and then you start developing so you can do networking again, which means you grow your your business even more. Um, So by outsourcing, I'm realizing actually my this is what my main core skill is. You know, it's event management and. Everything else, which is essential to the business, I don't need to be doing myself. And that helped the company grow from uh, just me to now having uh, five full-time event managers um, So in a matter of three years. So it's, it actually helped the company grow once I changed my mindset. Yeah. yeah so. And you eventually 
you bought my PA, I understand. Yes, yeah, so... <laughs> you bought the well, service you were say, yeah, using. I loved it so much, I, I, I took over the company. So... Yeah, um, and it is. If you, for me, I couldn't understand why more people... I, I still don't understand why more people don't use the service. Um, and I genuinely think it's about understanding what the service is. So I loved it so much. I thought it was a great business opportunity. The owners were looking for an exit strategy. They wanted to go and spend more time in the UK... Um, so I saw the opportunity and stepped in and said, because all of a sudden I had all this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, I'll start another company. Um, so I took over my PA in September last year in 2014. And um, again, this time put the learnings yeah. of what I had been through with Siren Events. So I did it very differently. So I set up in a free zone. <laughs> I um, completely started outsourcing things that weren't our, school, our um, skill set. So um, the company has grown quicker and it's been a much smoother process. So and I immediately so identified, okay, I need to bring somebody in here. I need, you know, I need yeah. this service. So that's why I think when you meet entrepreneurs, when somebody's just started with their first company, and actually, then you'll suddenly find that entrepreneurs will have three or four companies because mm. they've the first time they go through all of the struggles and the hurdles, and, but still succeed because it's almost like your brain mm. hits a hurdle, and then you think, well, I've got to find a solution for this. Definitely, and that's human condition. I think mm. that it does do that. Um, it, once a question is asked, you your brain tries and figures it out. Yeah. But it's also a trait I see within. Um, you know, business entrepreneurial mindsets is that they you have to change the way you think to become an entrepreneur, especially mm -hmm. if you've worked in an organisation previously. Um, but it's one of those things where once you start doing it, you you you, you learn every time and you try not to make the same mistakes yeah. uh, over and over again. But Oscar, you wanted to? Yeah, I mean, I'm a client myself. I use my PA service, and I 100% agree with you that you should focus on your strength because the only thing that is common for all of us all over the world is that we only have 24 hours. If you spend those hours doing things that you don't enjoy doing, you're not good at, mm. you shouldn't do that. As soon as you have the chance, I think you should outsource. Mm. So for me, my PA has been great. I can, and English is, my, is not my first language, so I, I, when I write... <laughs> thank you so much for that, Barry. Yeah, so sometimes when I write things, it's not mm. correct, and then I just forward it to, to mm. my PA, and they, they go through my English and, and check it. And, Fortunately, my PA doesn't speak Swedish, so she can't check my Swedish. That's uh, another oh, thing. My PA Sweden coming your way. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Expansion yeah. project. No, but I think time is the ultimate leverage. And uh, as an entrepreneur, you use, need to use your time the right way because you work result-based. You don't work uh, mm. on a, with a salary. Mm. So if you can leverage your time, then you can uh, yeah, have a much better business, make more money, and also have more time off. Yeah. I would definitely say, I mean, the learnings, when I, when I look back, and I, I'm, I'm still got a long way to go and a lot more to learn. Um, if I was to sum it up, I, I wish somebody had sat me down and said, you're going to have bad days when you're going to think, why, why am I doing this? Um, and, and it's quite hard because it's your vision and your dream and it is, um, you're going to completely mismanage your work-life balance <laughs> and if you're you know and if you if you've got family or marry your friends you know you've got to almost say look I'm really sorry but 
I'm off the grid. It's That's a really good point, actually, because you do. And I did this when I set up my first business is that you, you have to communicate with people close to you what's going on. Because if they looked at you from an outside and didn't know what's happening, they say, what is happening to that person? Because we don't see them anymore. They're not the same person that they were before. They're not available to me. And I think it's one of those things that we, we learn is that we have to actually vocalize this and say, I have an idea. And this idea as all entrepreneurs is I'm going to quit my job I'm going to start my own company I'm going to work less and I'm going to earn more and of course that's not how it goes you stop working for your company you start your own company you work 24 hours a day as we yeah. just said and it's to try and generate that revenue but if an outside party looking at it think you, you're crazy you are you have gone crazy we need to do some sort of intervention yeah well, I think we talked about it in another episode that there's a big risk in the first year first two years and you need to go through that risk period to get out on the other side where the reward is so much greater than working in the corporate world, as per my opinion. So there is an issue working hard, not making much money, cutting down on all yeah. this. I mean, I remember my friends, they, suddenly I didn't show up for the brunches and the fancy dinners because I, I need to save money. Because, you know, <laughs> it's going into... Yeah, I think it's also, a different mindset as an entrepreneur. Yeah, it is. It's completely different. But I think also taking time to remind yourself why you're doing it and you know, yeah. maybe this is the wrong form but it will it won't be for everybody mm-hmm. you may Absolutely. find and i have i've had friends who have set you know decided yep i'm going to set up my own company and six months in i've gone you know what i want the pension i want mm. the salary I, I don't want to lie awake at night worrying about the next they want the security yeah. Yeah. and that's what it is it's security that the yeah. paycheck's coming in at the end of the month if you're being paid X amount you know right well this month we can do these things yeah. from an entrepreneurial mindset you kind of go I'm not sure when I'm going to put petrol in the car this month but I'm, I think I'll figure out a way walking yeah and here in Dubai that's a good sport especially in the middle of summer well I mean I know because Oscar went on his goal setting um, in the desert and it was with my PA a actually helped me I'd just taken over you know my PA wasn't sure I knew it was a great concept wasn't sure where I was going with it um so that was amazing to take time out and actually sort of think okay is this really what I want to do and where where do I want to take it you know I have this good idea where do I want to take it um so definitely do take time to sort of whether it's in a formal setting like that where it's a goal setting workshop or it's just sitting down with a cup of tea and saying, um, yeah, okay, this, mm. when I started, um, when I had that cup of coffee in Costa, I went away and wrote down 10 names of companies. I thought, if I'm going to do this, who do I want to be working with? Mm-hmm. And I'm pleased to say last year I got number 10. Oh, so, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll share one more thing. And uh, just to say, when you start, going for, when you first set up a company, Go and photocopy your hand. Very old school. Scan it, take a picture of it, upload it to you. Then keep it and stick it on a wall somewhere. And every little success you have, whether it's winning your first client, whether it's getting a payment on time, whatever that little success is, go and stand against it repeatedly and pat yourself on the back. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great one. I, I, I I I was told that by a mentor many years ago. And there have been very dark days when that photocopy of my hand has reminded me why I'm doing it. So I would definitely say take the time, whether it's, you know, something as simple as that or whether it's taking yourself out for a round of golf because that's how you treat Mm. yourself or 
but remember to say well done. Nobody else is appraising you but yourself. And I think that's a really important point to celebrate the successes because we don't, as entrepreneurs, you, there's always the next thing to move on to. Um, but I think that's a really good one. I might do that. Yeah. Take a photocopy <laughs> it, it of my is, hands. Yeah. And because I think uh, for all the listeners out there, that's a really good thing. Go so, and do it now. Yeah, that's, go do it. And then, trust me, I've still got that piece of paper. It's very scrumpled, and it comes out and it goes on the wall. Yeah, no, it's, and I think it's really important because there are those dark days where you think, I'm not sure that I can make this work. Is it going to work? You doubt yourself and so forth. But it's really important to just turn around and look how far you've come already yeah. and see how many steps you've actually taken um, because we forget about that. And I think patting yourself on the back is a really good way of doing that. Celebrate successes. Um, and remember that there's a whole community of entrepreneurs out there that are just want to help you know, yeah. talk to each other. Exactly. And we're hoping that's kind of what this podcast series will do is to provide an outlet for uh, knowledge um, uh, sharing. Yeah. Uh, definitely. So if oh. they want to learn more about uh, your services, where can they find you? Okay. So Siren Events, we can, you can find us at uh, sirenevents.com and you can find my PA at my-pa.com. Excellent. So some last final words, what, what should the listeners do now after this podcast? Well, the first thing they have to do is go and take a picture of their hand <laughs> and make sure that they pat themselves yeah. on the back. Um, as Fiona said, it's change the way you think about things, talk to people, communication yeah. is key. And I think the best one to end on is celebrate success. Yeah. Yeah, you, you will have success. Yeah. And even if it's the smallest one, celebrate it and yes. uh, make the most of it. But yeah. uh, anything else to add, Fiona? Any yeah, last one? Just yeah. say good luck, everybody. And uh, thank you for inviting yeah. me today. Thank you for coming along. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, if you like this podcast, please share it on social media because this is a new podcast for us in the UAE. So we hope that uh, all business owners are, that are interested in business are, will like to listen to this. And if you have also any uh, other personalities that you would suggest us to interview, you can drop us an email and. Uh, you suggest uh, entrepreneurial profiles. Yeah, definitely. Either yourself, if you're a budding entrepreneur, or if you know somebody that um, has done well in terms of setting up their own business and, and has been successful, yeah. that would be happy to share their experience. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. This is supposed to be a community podcast, and uh, we look forward to catching you on the next episode. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Swanglinese with your hosts, Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Endermo. We'll catch you next time.